What's up, everybody? Bradley with the Insurance Guys Podcast here. Before we get started with this episode, I want to talk to you about this week's sponsor. If you pay any attention to the Independent Agency channel, you know there's no hotter buzzword right now than VAs or virtual assistants. This week's sponsor, I'm proud to say, is CoverDesk, who offers an innovative client solution for agencies to outsource client-facing VAs. Created by agency veteran Andy Priesman, owner of Greenway Insurance. People, this is not your typical VA company. They offer a proven system of recruiting highly educated virtual assistants, ensuring consistent performance for your agency. With their experience, they're able to help you design a program that is just right for you and your agency. They implement by onboarding and training each VA in foundational insurance skills. Visit CoverDesk on the web at www.coverdesk.com or email them at hello at coverdesk.com or you can call them and tell them that the insurance guys sent you. Please do at 512-879-3345. Guys, give CoverDesk a ring. I promise you, you will not regret it. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell, and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for I Protect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, a parade first team All-American, Rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you? Man, I'm doing fantastic. I am in, I'm in Mobile, Alabama this morning. I feel good. I look good. I feel like today, I feel like a kid on Christmas morning. Uh, yesterday, I wasn't feeling very well. I had not got – guys, I'm going to go ahead and just, just be real honest with everybody on this podcast because that's all I know how to do. Been having trouble the last three or four weeks sleeping at night. I've only been getting two or three hours of sleep a night. Uh, don't know what that's from. I think it's because I've got so much going on in my life right now, and I've got so many things going in so many different directions, and my mind's just – Man, it's just going a million miles an hour, and it's been tough. And I got down here the other night, and I only slept for two or three hours, and yesterday was tough, man. Eight podcasts on three hours of sleep, and you're talking for nine hours a day, and that's 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 a tall order. But yeah, I, I thought somebody called me last night on the way home, and I was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I just really don't feel like talking <laughs> That's right exactly now. what I told Kim last night when I called her after we left. I said, baby, listen, I love you more than, more than anything in this world, but I can't talk anymore today. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll lay here with the phone on speaker, and you can sing to me. But. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
exactly. Guys, I'm excited about today's episode, and I'm going to tell you why I'm excited. You know, in life, we all meet people, and I talked about this at Bradley's uh, wedding, not reception, but the, the what's the thing you have the night before the wedding? The Rehearsal dinner. Rehearsal dinner. I talked about this. But in life, we meet people. We meet people that you instantly are attracted to, and you just have this, uh, this feeling that they're a really good person. And they are a vendor, guys, in the insurance business. And, and, and let me say this. I'm excited to have him on the show today for a couple of reasons. Number one, because I like him so much. Number two, because I of all the people that I've ever met that use their product and all the people that I have seen on a page on Facebook called Insurance Soup that has about twenty five or thirty thousand members, I've never one time ever heard one bad thing about the product that they sell. But guys, today we have on somebody, he is from Newton, Iowa. He lives in Newton, Iowa, excuse me. He is the coordinator for Rocket Referrals. He's a Facebook junkie, which means he knows a hell of a lot more about Facebook than anybody, most people listening to this program right now. But on top of that, he's also an amazing A++ daddy and stepdaddy, which to me probably means more than anything. He actually cries when he goes to uh, romantic comedy movies. He loves Gary Vaynerchuk, and the only thing he loves more than Gary Vaynerchuk are his kids and his beautiful, amazing wife, Nikki. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the other incomparable Mr. Nick. Barry, how are you, Nick? Oh my God, that's the best intro I've ever been given, and I love you guys so much. I meant it when I said it. I think a lot of you, and I think a lot of your product, and I think you know if I, if you ever speak, guys, if you ever meet an independent insurance agent that uses Rocket referrals, I, I or would, doesn't use Rocket referrals. Or, well, but if you ever meet one that does, I will kiss your ass and give you thirty minutes to draw a crowd <laughs> if they tell you that it's not one of the best things they've ever done. I yeah. have never met one independent insurance agent, and I'm talking about some of the biggest in the world i'm talking about guys like paradiso stromso jeff roy if they use rocket referrals and i and nick i swear to god tell them you are not paying me a dime to say this right now not one dime but i'm telling not you a single dime. if you ever meet somebody and they use rocket <laughs> referrals i'll kiss your ass and give you 30 minutes to draw a crowd if they don't tell you they absolutely and, love it and even the people that don't use it Right. It's awesome. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm going to give you the best plug that's ever been given for Rocket Referrals, and you some bitches ought to pay me about $10,000 to say what I'm about to say. I have a client in Athens, Alabama. He's about 65 years old. He's made more money than a damn show dog can jump over. And I was with him one day, and I and we were sitting in a conference room, and we were going over his insurance. He's got a bunch of different business locations, and we were talking about his insurance. And he, before that, in, in a previous life, he had owned like 25 cell phone stores. And I know Bradley used to be in the cell phone business. I did. And I've never told this story before. A lot of money in that business. But this story is going to be the greatest story that's ever been told for rocket referrals nick needs to post this some bitch on every every social media platform known I'm, to mankind I'm, I'm filming it nick by the way so i was sitting in a conference room with him and he had sold all of his cell phone stores to a uh, hedge fund or one of these big conglomerates uh, i think it was out of ireland or somewhere that he sold them to so there's no telling how much money he's worth. And I, I was talking to him about the customer experience and, and marketing and advertising. And he looked at me and he was very thoughtful when he said this. He's, he always is. But he said, Scott, I'm going to tell you something and I don't want you to ever forget what I'm about to tell you. He said, I've spent millions of dollars on advertising and marketing. And he said, if I had it to do over again, 
every single dollar that I spent bringing new business into that cell phone, those cell phone stores, I would spend triple that amount of money on the customers I already had. Oh, 100%. And let me tell you, at the essence of Rocket Referrals, that's what we're talking about is you know, rocket referrals isn't for going out and finding new customers and X dates and doing a lot of that stuff. It's for touching those new customers and the current customers that you already have and making them feel special. And that's what that guy was saying is I would spend triple what I used to spend on advertising and marketing on just the customers I already had. That's what it's about. Absolutely. So today, guys, let me tell you what we're going to talk about. Our mission on this podcast is to help you guys in any way we can. Sales, service, hiring, firing, networking, content creation, whatever it may be, that's what we're here to do. And today we're going to talk about Facebook advertising. We're going to talk a little bit about rocket referrals today as well, although I probably have said all we need to say about that. If you want to reach out to Nick, I can promise you one thing. If you call him and you talk to Nick about rocket referrals, the first thing you're going to realize is he's a good dude. And the second thing you're going to realize is this thing, this rocket referrals can really help your business with your existing customer base. But today I want to talk about Facebook advertising. Nick is a Facebook junkie. And quite frankly, he can talk a lot more about Facebook than I can because I don't understand it very well because I represent the 250,000 insurance agents that listen to this program. And besides people like Bradley and Jeff Roy and Nick Berry, most of us don't understand Facebook very well. So, Nick, before we get started with that, though, let's go back and you get in the passenger seat of my DeLorean for just a minute and talk to us a little bit about how you got into the insurance business and then bring us up to today. Well, I got in the insurance industry almost 20, uh, 17 years ago. I can't do math right now. And I left the Air Force in uh, 2002, came home from Afghanistan, was looking for a position, and, and AFLAC was recruiting you know, people who were leaving the military. And mm. I actually ended up becoming an AFLAC insurance agent for almost two years. You know, it was a great opportunity. I learned a ton about sales, ended up going into a more B2B type role. But uh, I learned, you know, I had to go get my my general, was it my general lines license mm-hmm. to be able to sell the health and, life, health and life products that we sold. And I learned about insurance. And then fast forward, um, you know, I've, I've been in sales and marketing um, most of my adult career, post-military. And uh, after that, you know, I came to a position. I was I was looking for a position, and Rocket Referrals was um, hiring for a, a coordinator role. And the funny thing is, prior to coming to Rocket Referrals, I had a handwritten card business that kind of did a little bit of what we do. Mm-hmm. And I was selling this handwritten card product service to insurance agents and real estate agents and all that other stuff. It came to a point to where I just couldn't manage it and, and ended up shutting it down. But that experience gave me insight to what I needed to do to be successful at Rocket Referrals Mm. and understand what insurance agents were actually looking for. I love it. So you've been with Rocket Referrals for how long now? Just over a year. While we were, uh, while I was at AppliedNet in October was my one year anniversary. And so how long has Rocket Referrals been around? How, How long have they been in business? Officially six years. Okay. And since that time, Let's just fast forward the last two to three years. What changes have you guys made since you got into the insurance industry? And really, and I I know you more than anybody else, you've got so many relationships with so many different agencies and y'all do so much work with different agencies. 
what changes have you guys made to kind of tweak your product to fit what insurance agents need? I mean, we're constantly getting feedback from our customers. We use our product, Mm -hmm. the software side of our product with our agents to find out what they need and find out what their feedback is. A big one is we have list automations coming online um, early next year. So basically people can create an automation Mm -hmm. when people are added or removed to a list. Um, that's a huge one. The other one is um, the NPS part of the product that mm-hmm. was built into the product from the very beginning to figure out how to get people through a process of leaving the online reviews and everything else to do, you know, but the meat and the potatoes is the touch points and automating all of that stuff. And they've just, you know, our development team, we've got an amazing development team. Tori leads that. He's one of our co-founders and they just, they kill it. And they're always innovating our product to make it, make insurance agents lives better. Basically. And I guess every day y'all are trying to figure out, excuse me, y'all are trying to figure out a new and better way to integrate like with all of these different agency management systems that are out there to make sure that, you know, you're able to, to download the data and, and talk a little bit about that. I'm, you know more, more about it than I do. So the, the, you know, the agency management systems, the, all the major players, we either know how to run a report to get the data we need to do our job, mm-hmm. or we have a data integration built with them if they've got the integration team available to us. Yeah, um, exactly. And te- hey, I want to say one other thing too, because our podcast is about 50% captive, 50% independent. And one of the things I wanted to say while you're on here, because we may have a lot of captive agents that hear this this podcast and they go, damn, I'd love to do that. Um, one of the things Nick and I have been working on is, and I'm still working on it, is making sure that, you know, right now I'm not an independent. I'm still nationwide for about another year and a half. Well, yeah, about another year and a half. And so we've run into some some roadblocks relative to getting the authority from nationwide for me to hand over the information to Nick that he needs to be able to really utilize his product. And the reason I say that is for all you captive agents out there listening to this, you know, I would encourage you to get in touch with with Nick and find out, you know, based on what product or what company you represent, is there a fit there in terms of can you get him the information that he needs to really be able to, to hit a home run with your clients? Would you agree with that, Nick? Yeah, 100%. We have some. There are some captive agencies we can work with. We have some that they lock all the data down and they, you know, the carrier treats the data as if they own it. So right. it's a a little bit different. So it all depends on what carrier it is. Um, what carrier right now do you know you can work with? It's a captive. I know for sure if, if an all-state agency has e-agent, we can build the reports gotcha. and get the report done easily. That's our main one. Right. Um, there's some other ones we're working to try and get some pilots built for, mm-hmm. but at a really early stage and we can't really talk about them, but there's sure. some large agencies with good jingles that uh <laughs> right, right 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 i love it i love it so hey so let's switch gears for just a second i want to talk a little bit about facebook advertising today because it's something that uh, i want to understand better you know my extent of understanding facebook advertising right now is if i post a really cool video i know how to boost that post which you know my right. my 11 year old son can do that's so. great because that's 99 percent of our audience so yeah absolutely right. so so talk a little bit about facebook advertising <laughs> and maybe representing the 250,000 agents that are here today how can people like scott howell who <laughs> has the brain of a small <laughs> chimpanzee how can scott better utilize Facebook advertising to reach an audience that he wants to reach? The first thing I tell all anybody who's looking to learn Facebook advertising, start in the ad manager and start playing with custom and saved audiences. I don't, re- I don't think agents realize how much data they have that would get them in front of their customers 
easier with especially if they're if they're trying to do any cross selling things or they're trying to do cold calling lists and they have leads but they're trying to get in front of them you can take your data your customer name, first, last name, and email. That's all you really need. Import them into Facebook as a custom audience. And then you can, especially your leads. This is really good if you're having your producers or CSRs go in and, and cold call leads. Because what you're, what I recommend agencies do is start running an ad at those people. And you create the custom audience. You, you, you export the data in the spreadsheet, import it into Facebook as a custom audience, and start running a, a simple video ad Maybe even just, it can be just a selfie video introducing your team members before those phone calls start make, start getting made so people have a little bit more recognition, a little more branding before they make that phone call. That's the first thing that anybody should do is learn the audiences. Custom audiences are going to be your customer lists and your lead lists. Saved audiences are going to be those audiences you go in and create basically on base uh, demographics and psychographics of mm-hmm. activities people are doing on Facebook. Nick, let me stop you right there. You're starting to talk fast, and I don't do with fast talking very well. So No problem. Uh, so step number one is go to ad manager, correct? Yeah. Okay. Step number one, guys, go to ad manager. Step number two, open up an ad manager and then, then do what? Go to your audiences option. Audience option. And then yep. what? Step number three. And then create an audience. Create an audience. Whoever that, and, and I, I assume, cause I've never done this before, but I assume when you create an audience from that particular tab, you've got a lot more options than when you just say boost a post, right? You've got a lot more options. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the reasons I, you know, I don't, you know, boosting super easy. There's a reason Facebook uh, recommend, you know, recommends it. Mm-hmm. It's a good money maker for them. Sure. Because the targeting's not as tight. It's not as tight. Mm-hmm. It's more expensive. So the targeting's so. not as tight. It costs you more money over time. Is there a so, trick in creating the audience that most people don't know that that would help help these agents listening? Radiuses to your proximity radiuses are one of the biggest things I, I uh-huh. don't see people using. Instead of just doing a your state, mm-hmm. do a proximity first. Start with a proximity around your office. The mm-hmm. people who are closest to your office within 20 miles mm-hmm. are the people who are most likely going to already know who you are. Mm-hmm. I think it was Greg Ellsbury we were talking to that said, you know, if, if you create a marketing campaign for everyone, you've created a marketing campaign for no one. Mm-hmm. And if you exactly. if you if you use the proximity uh, radius, uh, and I think I know what you're talking about. It's like a circle around where you are. Is that kind of what it yep. is? If you use that and you narrow that down to say 20, 30 miles from around your office location, I assume you're probably also, are you spending less money to reach better potential clients? Is that kind of what you're doing instead of radiusing around your state? That's kind of the first step. <clears throat> then you go down into the, the more advanced stuff further down that page. Okay. That's when you start narrowing down who your ideal and basically, and I recommend agencies really figure out who their ideal customer is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know, and I would even when we I do my own marketing campaigns, I have a customer person is what I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, his his name is John Jeffries. That's his name, John Jeffries. I name them. I how old they are, how many kids they are. So when I'm creating these audiences. I can think about who that person is and mm-hmm. what they like and what they do and, mm-hmm. and, and the pages they like and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it makes it easier to create that, that fresh audience. Got you. I'm looking at my audience list right now, my saved audience list right now. Mm-hmm. And I've got like 40 of them. <laughs> right. And sometimes it's just to see, you know, basically what the estimated size is, what my reach might be on an ad, stuff like that. I play with it and learn it. And that's where it really it comes in is just, 
taking 20 minutes a week to even figure something out new and Nick, test them. Nick, let me ask you a question. And, and I actually deal with custom audiences, but I, I don't know the answer to this question. Let's say I have a custom audience built already for people that we've quoted. Okay. Are there yeah. automations that I can build into some of my systems that will automatically add those people to that custom audience without me having to go in there and manually do it as we quote them? Not really. That's what I thought. I just want to make sure. You can't update the custom audience list. You can go in and do it, but there's not really any any systems that manually, as far as on the audience side. And I assume, and, and I, I'm not finished. We're only at step, th- uh, step four right now, but uh, I assume that all of this has to be done if we're doing what we're talking about doing right now, which is really the, yeah. right, the right way to do it. I yep. assume that this has to be done on either a desktop or a laptop computer. You can't do this from a phone, right? No, you can't. You need to be on the on uh, Facebook recommends Chrome. Chrome ad is the best one um, to use for the as far as a desktop browser or laptop browser. So step four, I've gone to the I've gone and created an audience. I've created a custom audience for my exact client. You know, Jane Smith. This if I'm selling home and auto insurance, first thing I need to figure out is. My demographic in terms of age, you know, proximity, what these people like that I'm going after, and I create that custom audience. And then the next thing we do is we we talked about taking and creating a spreadsheet of potential clients that we already have in our book of business and using first name, last name, and email address are we at the point now where we can import that spreadsheet? Does it like, is there a button that says import spreadsheet now or something on there? The spreadsheet import is actually what's called the custom audience. The going in and creating the demographics and psychographics is saved audience. So dem- custom audience is where you go in, you create a custom audience and upload your customer file. So step five is going to be upload customer file. And here, here's where I'm going to blow everybody's mind. And this is where some podcasting is going to tie in together right here. So last night we did a episode of the insurance guys podcast with Cole X dates and Cole X dates lets you, you know, go in and 45 days before somebody's policy expires, they'll give you, you know, a spreadsheet of people in whatever neighborhood radius, however you want to do it of your potential perfect customer and could you take that colex date spreadsheet and just use first name last name email address to import into that custom audience list you can facebook recommend it so it's custom so you have to have act, you have to have collected that data legally okay that's the main thing but if it's a legal act if you have legal access to that data you can you can upload that file as a customer file okay create an audience that matches that data and so when i'm creating that uploading that customer file what format and i know i'm getting in the weeds a little bit but i'm telling you everybody that listens to this show is just like i am they're an insurance agent that doesn't know shit about facebook and so i'm doing this in a way that if i was listening to this show i could take notes and do a step-by-step on how to do this because most of us aren't Bradley Flowers and Michael McCormick and the rest of these guys that know know this stuff backwards and forwards. So what type of file you know, matches what Facebook wants to see in terms of that upload? Is it just an Excel spreadsheet? CSV. It's a CSV, which is a type of spreadsheet file, but it has to be a CSV file type. And it has to just have those headers. Those, those, three, yeah. those three headers are the – actually, the minimum is email address. I recommend first name, last name, and email. Okay, but it has to be uploaded as a CSV file so, type. Moving on, Nick, yep. talk a little bit about lookalike audiences. 
Damn, Bradley okay. Bradley just Bradley <laughs> just ended that. Hey guys, I'm sorry you're not gonna know how to do Facebook ads no, now. Bradley's is, just moving still, on. No, this is still part of it. So lookalike audiences are the, the same people thing. you have uploaded from your customer file and basically Facebook goes through and finds the people that look just like your customer list. How do you and do that? One of the, same yeah. way you just well, change yeah, the version from custom to lookalike. Mm. Yep. So you pick the if you, you go to your custom audience and you create uh, select uh, create lookalike. In the, under the actions and the audience tab and the audience uh, page. Okay, is that it? Yep. After you after you upload the CSV file, which I have as step six, what's the what's the next step? Is that it? You just hit like submit or something, and it and it hit does submit and yep, and then it hashes everything together and and finds all the people that it can match that email address up to for to a Facebook email address uh, account email address. Okay, and it yep. tell, it tells you like create ad now or something like that. Do you have to have, like, let's say you're going to do a video and you're going to use this video as, like, um, maybe it's a 60-second, 30-second video of just your office staff introducing your office staff as part of this, this you know, process. Does that video have to be created before you start doing this whole step-by-step process and then you just import that from your laptop or your desktop? Yes. You do uh, so. You can create the audience, and then you can come back and do your ad ad creation after you've created your audience too. Gotcha. Okay. Good. Yep. And that's so pretty... audiences are saved in they're they're listed in your account. Got you. I got you. Okay. All right. See, so well, I wasn't moving on. I was just that's a different version yeah. of custom audiences. So 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 that's it. That's pretty much how to do it. And 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 from an insurance agency owner standpoint, if you're wanting to utilize Facebook ads to help grow your business. Is that the best way to do it on Facebook re- relative to getting to the, re- the people you want to get to? That's one of the best ways. The other way I, I, I really recommend agencies really get into is installing the Facebook pixel and on, another website. This is a little more advanced, but if you have a website developer, they'll know exactly go into your what Facebook you're talking account. about. <laughs> yep. And, so, and they'll either say, if you have WordPress, they'll, they'll the, you know, I recommend a plugin called uh, Pixel Caffeine. Mm-hmm. That way, you could, they could just go in and, and get authorization to connect it, and it's done. The others, they have to manually install the code, which they know how to do, of course. Mm-hmm. And then anytime anybody visits, you can create an audience of anytime anybody visits a specific page on your website. And that's one of the most powerful tools that nobody's using in it. To be frank, pisses me off. And, and, and Facebook and Facebook Pixel, what, what exactly is that? Is that like a cookie or something where it's... Yeah, okay. it's basically just a third-party cookie. That's okay. all it really is. It's a it's a it's a piece of code on your site that matches up people who are logged into Facebook or Facebook yep. users um, that are visiting your site. And that and that automatically, like having that on there, automatically like takes it back into your audience stuff. So basically, you have to know which pages you want to target. You can have a broad. Mm-hmm. audience for any, everybody who visits any page in your site that's a good way to start but then it could be catching your existing mm-hmm. customers and stuff like that so right. having yeah. one for each landing page so if you have a life insurance landing page or a specific page on your site that's just about life insurance you can target people who only visited that that mm-hmm. page you ever go to well, like amazon right. scott and you and you put something in your cart but you don't check out and then it starts and like then you get an ad that, that says finish your cart that's right. exactly what that is and you know, I'm I'm helping. Uh, I'm, I'm in charge of a conference here in Mobile uh, with the Senior Bowl College Football All Star Game. We're doing the Senior Bowl Leadership Summit this year, and one strategy that we're about to deploy because we just our ticketing just went live, and by the time this airs, I think the conference will have already happened. But our ticketing just went live, and we've got the pixel in there, so we're able to target the people who went to the ticketing page 
but then didn't check out. And we can say, hey, exactly. you almost, you know, almost bought, you almost bought, but you didn't, you need 10% yeah. off. Here you go. Where does that show up at? Just on, on their the, Facebook or, yeah, you know, yeah. So you, that's, and, that's really, and cool. there's options beyond Facebook, but mainly hey, Facebook. Yeah. Hey guys, I got something on it. I need to get off my chest for just a second and y'all can help me, help me work myself through this. Hop Bradley's the, looking at me like, the, Oh my God. Hop in the confession booth. <laughs> so man, I'm just telling everybody out there that's listening to this. You know all this geo. What do you call it? The geo. Uh, the what? What's say that again? Geo targeting. Yeah, I'm, everywhere I go now, like I will drive past the damn Target, and it's like, hey, thirty percent off Target, so and so right now. But you know, used to I would look at that and I was like, man, that's really cool. But now everybody's <laughs> doing it, and it right. just pisses me off. Like last night, yep. Bradley and I go out for a drink, and I leave here, and I, I like drive down the street, and I get geo-targeted like six times here in Mobile, and it's almost like we've reached this point where everywhere you drive, everything's just geo-targeting, geo-targeting, mm-hmm. geo-targeting you. Am I right it's about that? Well, it gets You're cloudy. Not wrong. It's, yeah, it, but it's low-hanging fruit. It's easy to run. So marketing people just kind of go, and marketing people are just like salespeople. They go with the low-hanging fruit mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the geo-targeting is a super low, and I even recommend agents do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. somebody who's recently, somebody who is not your customer and drove past your office last week. Right. Especially if you're in a retail location, why not? Mm-hmm. Right. I might have geo-targeted you know you know a hater's house one time. <laughs> You know what a you know what a video ad costs to run right now on Facebook non holiday week? Mm, I have no idea. Eleven cents of ten second view. Is that a lot? No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's. It used to be about a penny. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> but that... now it's about. I'm seeing. I'm seeing targeted targeted audience ads and pixel ad, audience ads. Um, on video ads are eleven cents of view. Mm-hmm. So if you target everybody who drove past your audience, your office last week in a retail insurance office you might spend 25 50 bucks mm, yeah. and uh, your face and your message is in front of those people when they're scrolling on facebook and instagram mm-hmm. so and how, our, how do you do the geotargeting stuff pick a spot and off off facebook mm-hmm. do it through facebook it's, there's an option there yeah through the custom audience yeah mm-hmm. okay that okay. saved audience so we uh our conference uh we've got this year we don't have him but next year we have gary v booked and uh, Gary made a video for us promoting that he was coming next year and sent it to us. And we're actually running a, a, a targeted Facebook ad right now. Or my, my, my uh, actually my uh, business partner on the conference is running this ad. And we have spent no money. Um, I'm trying to actually pull it up right now. We have spent $100 and gotten over 5,000 views on this video. And it's highly targeted to the people who need to see this. So, I mean, it's, it's so cheap to get views and it's the right people, you know? Mm. So Nick, yeah. I want, I want to say thank you so much for coming on and talking about that particular subject. And I'm only speaking for myself right now. I'm not talking about the other 250,000 insurance mm. agents out there, but I will say this. I don't know that I've had anybody do what you just did where they would actually like it almost seems to me, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Bradley in this as well. Although Bradley's tried to help me from a distance a little bit, but I've never had somebody just go through step by step and show me exactly how I need to do that. It's almost like this thing where the people that know how to do it don't want to tell anybody else how to do it or something. I don't know. It's really weird. But um, it, yeah, I really appreciate you going through that. Now, before I let you go today. We talked on the front end of this podcast, we talked about rocket referrals 
on the back end of this podcast, what I want you to do is tell our listening audience what exactly Rocket Referrals is and what you guys can do for them in terms of helping them you know, get those touches with their existing client base and new members. Absolutely. I appreciate that. and I love everything you guys are doing. So um, what Rocket Referrals is, we're a client communications platform. We help you keep your customers longer, keep your customers longer, uh, get them to buy more products, and refer their friends. We do it through automated touch points, starting with um, an NPS survey, going through a, to get to get those people who are either a zero through eight, which is the NPS, zero through ten, zero through six is detractor, seven and eight is a neutral, nine and a ten is a promoter. The people who are a zero through eight, we're going to identify those retention risks for your agency. The nines and tens. We're going to get an attempt to collect a testimonial from them at that time. If they leave a testimonial, we'll give you a, a really cool widget you can put on your website. If they don't, we'll ask them again later. And then once they get that 9 and a 10 gets to a testimonial, they leave a testimonial. We'll use that testimonial as an example for them to use for a Google or Facebook review. Now, the, that's the meat and the potatoes of the software, that basic automation. The gravy that makes it taste so much better are the automated card, handwritten cards. Like I said, I came to Rocker Furls. I had a handwritten card business. And what we do is above and beyond anything I could have ever done, and it's at scale, and it's a product that is better than anybody could do in their office themselves, period. Exactly, exactly. Well, I think anybody that's an independent agent especially, and even these captives that I know you guys are working on, you know, making sure you can reach them as well, I think they need to take a hard look at your product. Uh, in terms of cost, you and I have talked about that. It's very, very cost effective, like not not very much money for the bank, you know, bang for your buck kind of thing. So, you know, in terms of, you know, anybody out there that thinks this is not going to cost you $6,000 a month or something crazy like that. I mean, it's, you know, it's almost ridiculous how low the cost is to get this done and do this every month. So I hope everybody will take a look at that. Again, I'm not being paid a dime to talk about this. It's just, I believe strongly in it and I want to do it myself as soon as I possibly can. But man, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this thing up, Nick. Thank you again. We love you very, very much. And we appreciate everything that you do for us in terms of just the friendship more than anything. And, and, uh, we look forward to having you back on the podcast. And, um, I know we're talking about doing maybe a live podcast at a, a trade event next year in front of, uh, you know, hopefully thousands of people and we can sit down and people can let me entertain them and Bradley entertain them for just a few minutes. But Guys, listen to me. Rewards come from action, not discussion. What you just heard Nick do, get your ass off of this podcast right now. Go to Facebook, and whether you you know it well or you don't, take the steps that I just gave you and start creating some of this stuff. If you screw it up, fine. Screw it up, but keep working on it until you get it. You know, create the CSV file with – with some of your potential prospects or maybe your clients that you currently have, whoever it may be, go ahead and create some of these custom lists and start utilizing this Facebook advertising the right way because Facebook is the 800-pound gorilla that all insurance agencies need to be utilizing. And remember this, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk and go out in the big bad world today and go and go sell insurance. Go sell insurance and make money for your families, for your kids. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Hey, guys, you, you have a great week, and you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. We'll see you back real soon.
Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.